What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Running Things. My name's Riley. I'm your host. I'm also the editor over at TempoJournal.com. Sick episode for you today. It's the season finale of season two of Running Things. It's uh, We started the season back in August, maybe, with Shelby Houlihan. We've had Marielle Hall, Dalila Muhammad, uh, Craig Engels, Stewie. Jess Hull, like a, a really amazing lineup. Uh, and I'm so thankful to all of our guests for agreeing to come on each week. I'm thankful for you guys for listening and watching and uh, and always keeping plenty of feedback coming to us as well. Jack Rayner, like uh, probably one of the athletes I sort of chat to the most in terms of like going to shoot training and whatever else, but just strangely hasn't been on the show. He's, he's been injured for a, a little bit Um of this season so you never really want to get an athlete on when they're injured and not uh not loving the process and loving their training so but it's going to be great to have him on the show today before we get into that thank you to everybody who checked out last week's episode with Michaela McDonald uh, of course we were talking about Michaela's 240 kilometer ultra at the coast to Cozzy which just happened over the weekend I'm recording this on Monday morning Uh, I've just gotten back from shooting that race in uh, southern New South Wales. So if you haven't checked out the episode with Michaela McDonald, make sure you go back and check it out. Basically, a race starting in Eden, which is a small, it's a whaling village. Didn't know that before I got there. It's uh, a small whaling village, maybe not anymore, um, on the southern coast of New South Wales. And basically, the race starts there and goes up into the high country uh, and finishes pretty much at the top of Mount Kosciuszko, 240 kilometers. Spoiler alert, Michaela finished it in about 31 hours. She was the fourth woman and seventh overall. So uh, more women in the top seven than men, which was awesome to see. It was, um, I've covered like long races before, like things like the Speed Project and stuff like that, but this was just, yeah, this was wild. What an experience. Like, ridiculously hot temps and it's all like it's not it's not necessarily trail like it's not single track or technical running but it's just like gravel and dirt and like that white kind of dust which is like reflects a lot of heat and and whatever else so pretty tough conditions uh pretty amazing event to shoot uh and we'll be bringing you guys a recap of that in the next couple of weeks on tempojournal.com so keep an eye out for that one guys for now let's get stuck into this interview with jack rayner All right, everybody, super exciting today. We are talking to cold hero, man of the people, the icon, Jack Rayner. Jack, how are you? I'm well. Thanks, Riley. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. Mate, um, last episode of, of season two for Running Things today, and I can't believe it's taken this long to get you on. We've had like a lot of big names on the show. We started this season with Shelby Houlihan, we had Craig Engels, we had Donovan, uh, we've had Stewie, Robbo, Sinead, etc. Yeah, it's it's taken a long time, but so stoked to have you on the show today. Yeah, working down the list. It's good. Pleasure to be on. <laughs> Not quite working down the list. Um, <laughs> That's all right. Mate, we're um we're here to talk all things Lonnie 10 this weekend. Um the race organizers down there have put together some pretty stellar fields, not just in the 10, but in the half. And and um, you know, Australia's elites have have really responded and everybody's super keen to race. It's your first race in a bloody long time you must be really excited to get down there yeah look, i cannot wait to be honest like last race probably wasn't even a proper race it was that tan tan race in june so it's been quite a while yeah but uh lordy tan i used to do it every year so it's obviously rebranded now to lord Heston running festival but i think i've 
So. Done it five times already, so looking forward to doing it again. Mate, let's let's talk a bit about um, your year. Like, obviously, you know, the same as everybody else, been fairly interrupted and, and most yeah. of your stuff was, was cancelled. And then, um, you know, the big plan, obviously, for you guys was to go over to London for the marathon. You obviously um, had to pull out with injury. How do you how do you look at 2020? Has it been frustrating? Has it been a chance to sort of reset and get your body right? Like, how do you kind of evaluate it? Certainly the most interesting year I've been through. But, um, yeah, kind of going into the whole corona situation, no one really knew what to expect. And kind of I thought, oh, yeah, it'll just, it'll all just blow over in a couple of months. But obviously I was very wrong about that. And it's like you kind of hear of some races getting cancelled real early. Like, oh, I can't believe they did that. And it's like, oh, yeah, pretty much the whole year's cancelled now. But lucky for us, we're in probably a much better spot than the rest of the world. So we're pretty fortunate enough to actually be able to start racing again without any issues. Um, but, yeah, main, main, main goal of the race of the year was London. So getting injured probably in the most important six weeks before the race was kind of a bit of a bummer. So me and Brett were training probably the best we'd ever had. So I was pretty bummed to miss out on that. But at the end of the day, it's kind of – wasn't the best day over there for them, so and missed out on all the quarantine and everything. So staying and just training through has been quite good for me now. Yeah, you uh, you didn't have to drop five grand on a flight home. Um, no, exactly right. How has how has the training been over the last kind of eight weeks? Like we've seen you like ripping up K reps at the Tan and and obviously back out at Waverley, you know, leading sessions and stuff as well. So are you fairly happy with where things are at? Yeah. So. Once I pulled out of um, London, I kind of had a bit of time off to get my body right again and lots of physio work and gym work and stuff. So um, it was a bit of a slow start, but then I kind of get fitness back relatively quickly. So um, going okay now, which is good. Now, ahead of the race on Sunday, like first, yeah, first road race in a, like in such a long time. Is there, and, and having not really, like obviously, as you said, like the tan back in June or whenever that was, um, having not raced in, in such a long time, is there such a thing as being rusty in a road race like that? Or does it all sort of, you know, first K, it comes back to you and you're, you're good to go? Um, I wouldn't say rusty. Like, we've been training thresholds on the road around Albert Park for however many weeks in a row. So it's just like, it's not too different to that. You're just going at a quicker pace. So, I don't know, once you're out there, it's like, you don't feel rusty at all, which uh, is nice. First is, will it be the first chance to pull on the 2020 kit? Yeah, it's been um, sitting in my bedroom or back in my parents' house in Altona collecting dust. So, yeah, I'll have to pull it out for the first race of the year, which is pretty That'd interesting. Be nice. like, yeah, uh, like sort of first day at school, just getting the uniform out. I like it. I know, it is, yeah. It'll be good to pull um, it on one race mate, of the year. Like, we've, we've come to know you in the last sort of 18 months, really since um, London 2019, where you just like had an amazing sort of marathon debut. We've come just to almost just to think of you as a marathoner now. Um, obviously, the the half is on in Lonnie this weekend, where where Robbo will be looking to tear it up. Um, for you coming back to do the ten again, like when you is is it just is it a bit less pressure to do a ten? Is it a bit less toll on your body? Like what makes you say, you know what, I'm going to run the ten? Um, yeah, I just think obviously I don't have the as much of a base fitness behind me as Brett because he hasn't missed any training at all. So. Um, Nick said, you can decide whatever you want, do the half or the 10. And I said, I'll probably do whichever one Brett's not doing. <laughs> so I did the 10K. Um, but yeah, obviously it's a lot less pressure than a marathon. So you can kind of jump in a race. And if, even if it's no good, you can do another race in a couple of weeks. You don't have to kind of have that two-month block between races or even more for a marathon. So yeah, it's kind of nice knowing that. 
Um, now, you mentioned before you've done this race a bunch of times. Uh, I think you won it back in 2018, the last yeah, year. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, last year was on. It was cancelled last year. Um, now, that 2018 year, mate, I reckon you'd still be spending money you earned in 2018 because you won pretty much uh, <laughs> any road race that was on in 2018 domestically. You uh, you showed up and took the chocolates. Um, any, I know it's like, you know, this is not an Olympic final, but is there any kind of do you feel any sort of extra pressure or extra obligation going down as a defending champ? Uh, yeah, definitely. I'll try and um, run pretty close to the time I did in 2018. So they put a bonus up for breaking the record. So I'll probably try and do that as well. Give it a crack. Now, some uh, some decent fields, as I kind of said at the at the top of the show. And like, it's interesting with the 10 and the half, like, you know, to seeing, seeing sort of people split and, and what they want to do, like... Um, You've got Liam Adams in in the 10k field. You've got Grego. You've got Geordie. Like it's yeah, going to be it'll definitely hot. it'll definitely be the best field that's ever assembled for Launceston, both in the or obviously the half marathon because they've never had one, but definitely in the 10k as well. Stacked field, which is good to see. And everyone's just and, itching to race. And we know, like you know, I, I don't know as much about Liam and and Grego's obviously been away for a while, but we know like. There's constant chat from Geordie. Geordie loves to talk a bit of smack. Uh, <laughs> of course. You know, what's it What's it like as like a training group sort of all going down together to race? It must be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, we don't really put too much pressure on ourselves. It's all just a bit of fun in between our group anyway. Um, yeah, no pressure at all really. And do you like, and you probably don't want to give too, you probably don't want to give too much away, but um do you, do you go into a race like this with a concrete plan of, of like, cool, this is how I'm going to approach, you know, the first five and then like the latter stages of the race? Or is it very much first race back in a while, going to it, see what happens and kind of respond to what other people do? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think a lot of guys would probably try and run pretty quick. So I'll be somewhere near the front, I'd say, hopefully running close to 28, 30. Um, and it's looking, it's looking pretty close to ideal, like overcast, not too much wind. You, you can get hit with some pretty shocking weather down there, but um, it really yeah, is looking like a fast day for everybody, right? Yeah, a little warmer than what it would be in the middle of winter, so it's kind of nice having that. But, yeah, I looked at it pretty much perfect conditions, so nothing to complain about. Now, what's – obviously, after this, you know, the race is December, what, 13 on Sunday – Talk to us about, you know, summer 2021 for you and, and into next year. How Have you sort of planned that out yet? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to head up to Falls Creek with um, some of the group, um, start of Jan. So I'll stay up there for a few weeks until Zatapec, which is on Australia Day this year. So that's a little bit different to what we're used to. Um, yeah, and pull on the spikes for a 10K, which will be fun. And then um, after that, I think I'll do a few track races. So I might do the National 5K, so... Nick reckons I'm due for some track PBs, which I think I, I am as well. Oh, mate, when was the last time you put spikes on? Uh, not for a long time. I got those vapor flies with a spike plate on them, but obviously can't wear them anymore. So I'll have to wear the new dragonflies. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't done wow. too many track races in a while. But yeah, I'm kind of excited to get back onto the track because it's been yeah, it's been too long. Yeah, um, Zatapec on January 26. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, we're recording this on Monday, so... Last night, um, you know, Paddy Tiernan had an amazing 10,000-meter uh, race over in the U.S. I know, Took Stewie's record. <laughs> yeah, by one, one and a half seconds or something. So it was pretty crazy. Unbelievable. Like, uh, obviously haven't spoken to Stewie yet, but that must kind of light a fire and, and it keeps things really sort of exciting and interesting in, in the domestic uh, world. Yeah, definitely. I think Stewie will be itching to race the 10K now and get the record back, but we'll have to see. 
might be hard to do in Australia, but who knows? In the right race, it yeah. can be definitely possible. Ah, uh, well, Box Hill's at least a little bit faster than Lakeside, so is it a Box Hill this help. year or is it at Lakeside? I think yeah, it could no, be back it's at it. Lakeside. Oh well, uh, all right. I'm going off uh, off Sean Whip, the great the great oh, Whip okay. he posted the other day and said it was no, Box well, Hill. He, he knows more than me, so <laughs> Box Hill it is. He's usually right, but no, nah, no, nah. he'll be right. <laughs> uh mate, Falls Creek. Um, it feels like it's been a while since we've been at Falls Creek as well. Like obviously last summer, um, you know, the bushfires and stuff like that. No one really was able to spend much time there. No, not at all. And I know like. Uh, even within your group and all the other groups, like some people love going there. Some people are just so sick of it. Uh, what, you're obviously a fan of heading up and, and sort of focusing on what you need to do. Yeah, I absolutely love falls. Um, so I went up last year in November while I was um, injured after New York Marathon and just did cross training up there and then had the bags packed, ready to go in January this year and was literally about to leave and then, yeah, had the phone call saying, oh, no, nah, it's being evacuated. Bushfires don't come up and ended up just staying here training or cross training at that stage but yeah um yeah excited to go back and actually get a proper training campaign um we see you've been training a lot um like recently at the tan with with joel tobin white who's obviously doing the half and and he's he's run some great halves and obviously looking to to get more into marathons in 2021 you're doing a bit more track stuff at the start of the 2021 season will you and, and obviously currently um you know all the smart money would say you you're pretty safely in the tokyo squad in terms of the marathon um it's yeah. hard to see somebody else kind of running a time there but will you will you plan to run another marathon in the first half of next year or you just kind of wait and see whether or not you need to uh yeah kind of i'll wait and see whether i need to it's just it's a bit tricky like if you go over somewhere obviously i'd want to do one overseas but obviously going over if you have to do the quarantine and everything would be a bit of an issue so I'll wait and see until i know more details about that but I would like to do another one before the Olympics because I feel like it's been just ages since London Marathon where I ran the qualifier. So I kind of do want to get another one in before trying to run the Olympics. But yeah, we'll see what happens until we know more information. But right now I am in a good spot, but at the same time, there's still other guys that could potentially run the qualifier. So you've got to be prepared for that. And is that is that sort of something that you work through pretty closely with with Nick or will he just kind of come to you and say, hey, Jack, I think you need to go and run one or like is it pretty sort of two-way on that sort of stuff? Yeah, so I'll pretty much whatever Nick says I'll go with. Just listen to what he says. But, yeah, um, if I, I'll definitely do one if there's one that comes up that will be potentially a race to run fast. So, yeah, I'll just have to wait and see what happens. Maybe one yeah. in Japan, but I know Joel's probably going to do one in Japan like in March next year, so could maybe do that one as well. Who knows? It's, um, you know, at least – as a spectator, it's really exciting that there is, you know, I mean, more so on the women's side. On the, on the women's side, there's there's too many good runners and not enough spots, right? But it is really yeah. exciting to see, like, it's hard to make this marathon team now. Oh, definitely. Um, it's definitely come a long way in the last few years, that's for sure. A lot of people, like, a lot of people that I, I kick around with and go on jogs with and stuff, everybody always asks me, like, what's Jack doing when he's not running? So, Fill us in. How, like, what is Jack Rayner doing in his spare time? Um, well, Brett, Collis, and I have started up a coaching business, so that takes up a little bit of our time. Obviously, not the whole day, but other than that, most of the time we'll be hanging out with Brett or my girlfriend, Nat, doing random things. Who knows? I always think, what am I going to do all day? But I always find something to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, through Corona, we'd probably spend three hours of the day at the dog park, and it was absolutely pumping. But now it's like no one walks their dogs anymore, so that's become a little le- little more boring there. But yeah, <laughs> always doing something. Um, 
Now, that's actually a good sort of accidental segue. Uh, yourself, Collis and Brett, as you mentioned, have this coaching business, which is great. Uh, you probably don't promote it enough. Pulse, how's it going? What's How, how is it for you uh, coaching like amateur runners and stuff? Um, yeah, it's been a really fun, to be honest. Like um, we've got probably eight or nine guys each at the moment that we're coaching. So they're all different levels and they're Surprisingly, most of my guys are from other countries or interstate, which is kind of cool. So I've only got a couple from actually from Melbourne. But yeah, it's cool just being able to watch them like smash some of it through their training sessions. And then some of them have been able, been fortunate enough to be jump in proper races and run PBs. So it's pretty special watching someone prove like 20, 30 minutes in a half marathon or a full marathon or something like that. Just knowing that you've set their training and they've actually listened to you and followed it and they've just improved dramatically through a bit of consistent training. It's just, yeah, it's really cool to see. Is it, um, you know, especially, you know, uh, when you're going through like an injury or some downtime or something where, you know, it can kind of get you down and be a bit frustrating. Is it good to have something like that to focus your time on and sort of put your energy back into? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, when you're not running, you can <laughs> be setting other people's training sessions. So, yeah, it's always something to work on. Um, yeah, it does, does keep you busy. Is it good as well? Like, you know, one thing um, I notice, like elite athletes kind of fall into two categories. There's elite athletes who can really relate to the amateur runner and like they know what a five minute K is. And then there's elite athletes who just like, are, you know, are in their own world and kind of don't really understand, you know, the role of amateur running and the sort of hobby jogger and stuff like that. But it, it obviously for you, like being able to relate to just regular punters is, is kind of pretty critical to success, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm no, I, I know what it's like having to do slow runs every now and then. I don't, I don't do too many myself, but yeah, when, when the time's right, I'll, I'll do one. We have like a, we're doing a group run at the moment, like on Wednesdays, so we do run slow sometimes for the, for the guys that we're coaching. But yeah, it's fine. Um, and like, how much? Are you, how? Yeah, sure. Oh, hang on. I just checked mine's still up. Are right, you right? Yep, yep. Sorry, I'm good. Sorry, it just uh, I did, yeah. Uh, now, Jack, as I said, we're recording this on Monday. The Valencia half marathon and marathon happened uh, yesterday or overnight or whatever. Um, some pretty incredible results. Uh, I don't know. Like, what do you make of it? Oh, I could not believe it. 57.31, was it? Yeah, I was, I was jogging with Brett this morning and we were just talking about it. I'm like, you know, that's two and a half minutes quicker than your PB. And Brett's like, yeah, when you put it that way, that's, <laughs> that's pretty ridiculous. I'm like, what's that? That's almost a kilometer in front of what Brett would have run. <laughs> so yeah, pretty pretty awesome to see. Um, now again, like we're 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 here for we're here for Lonnie Ten, Lonnie Half. Heading into the weekend, a lot of people are going to be flying down. A lot of people are excited that there's some racing on. I want some predictions from you, uh, which might be might be tough. A lot of teammates, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of your community. The half, like the the men's half, is is looking wild i mean we're 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 kind of not expecting but we're hoping to maybe see an australian all-comers record in the half uh robbo joel tobin white ed goddard sam mcinty smack making his debut smack. in the half <laughs> yeah how do you how do you see the half sort of playing out uh yeah i got, got in Brett's ear a few times asking if he's actually gonna have a crack at trying to run <laughs> the um all-comers record but He's still he's still a bit unsure, but it, if he said if he gets a pace, he'll he'll give it a go. So I think um, I think if anyone's going to be able to do it, it'll be Brett. Um, and then I'm going to tip Brett to win. Joel second, and then maybe Smack third. Who knows? <laughs> but I think uh, Brett 
Brett Moran, 61-30. Oof. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I'm excited to see how Smack goes over a half. Like, obviously, um, half marathon debut. That should be, like, a nice little sort of sub-story within the race, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, been – oh, Smack lives with Brett now, so been jogging with him a lot and then see him ticking off some good sessions every every week. So I think he'll be – I think he'll have a good run. Uh, and on the women's side, Andrea? Is this for the half? Uh, yeah, yes. Andrea, yeah. So she's um, she's been training well as well. So she's been doing some longer thresholds. So I think that will be her debut as well. So it'll be interesting to see how she goes. But I think it'll be – is Millie Clark running as well? Yes, she is. Hometown, hometown favourite. Yeah, so I think it'll be out of those two. I'm not, I'm not too sure who'll take the win. Uh, and you're obviously going to tip yourself in the 10K. Now, who's, who's going to be, you know, like let's say, let's say a kilometre to go inside the final K, who don't you want on your shoulder? Uh, anyone. <laughs> um, no, nah, I'm not sure. I've um, got no idea, to be honest. But I think I obviously want to tip Geordie to come and have a good run. But, yeah, I think, I think he's been training well. So I think Geordie will surprise a lot of people next week. Really? Okay. There we go. That's some uh, inside tip. Uh, and the women's 10, Izzy Bat Doyle from SA has been doing a bit lately. She's got to be yeah. up there. She just got, what, the SA state record in the 5K? Yeah, the, the, the 5K title over the weekend. So Very man, impressive. Like, a lot of stories. Heaps happening. Uh, I know. Yeah, the 10K women's field is pretty stacked as well. So that'll be a very interesting one. Um, but yeah, I think Izzy might be able to take the win there. Who knows? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, obviously, this weekend and then I've got a feeling that Zatapec is going to be, like, absolutely jam-packed next year. It always is, but I feel like next year it's going to be great. And um, it's awesome to hear that you're going to be doing a bit more track racing over the summer. Um, really excited for it. And, and thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Riley. Mate, I can't believe it took so long. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. Mate, and, and, and thanks for being the last guest of, of, uh, of season two. That's it. We're out of here. How about that? Out the bang. <laughs> Thank you, mate. No, no worries. That was it. Jack Rayner, cult hero, icon, last guest for season two. Uh, really good to chat with Jack. Like, he's just, he's just a, a fun young fellow, very expressive, uh, and looking forward to seeing how he goes on the weekend. Like, and he's also one of those guys that when he crosses a line and wins a race, like he gives you something, you know, he always kind of gives you some emotion and, uh, you know, hopefully that's on display on the weekend. Um, got to mention Jess Stenson in the half on Sunday. Uh, yeah, silly. Jess will obviously go very well, uh, season campaigner. Thank you so much for being with us uh, all season on Running Things. It's been wild. Uh, it's been a great season too. We've loved the addition of YouTube. So if you... Listen on the pod. Um, we're also available on YouTube. You can check out the show each week. We'll be back in mid-Jan with season three, probably bringing you guys some content from Up at Falls and then getting into the Australian domestic season with Zatapec and, and so on and so on. There's a bunch of other uh, really good quality domestic races happening before nationals in uh, in late April. And then we, uh, we go on all the way to the Olympics. So Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the show, for subscribing either on sort of uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever or um, on YouTube as well. It means the world. Thank you so much. That's it for me. And uh, keep your easy days easy.